The following Pay Joseph Prince Ministries program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Today with Joseph Prince. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. We are, we are not interested in, in, in just Bible knowledge. We're interested in that Word that comes from that Word within the Word. That Rema Word. When, when, when God sort of, you open the Bible, there's teaching, yes, but then God begins to speak to you. That's why I'm saying you can study even, the, uh, read the Old Testament and God speaks to you in your, situ- your situation today. There's a voice within this book. Look for it. Cover it. Amen. When you spend time reading the book, all of a sudden you get familiar with the, with the, uh, the words. Amen. Even a story about, about Samuel and, and Hannah. And all of a sudden God speaks to you today. And God is encouraging you today. God is speaking to you. Don't be discouraged. God is telling you. Even God is giving you little secrets of how to walk in, 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 in ways that even your colleagues and your people around you are worried and all that, but you are not because you just spend time in the book. The revelation that Joseph Prince preaches about communion has just completely revolutionized my life. And as I see Jesus on that cross, he doesn't have rheumatoid arthritis, neither do I. I feel so good to be pain-free. Every day was so painful until I got freedom. If the gospel of grace has impacted your life, I would like to invite you to join us as a grace legacy builder. Let's advance the gospel of grace together. Visit the link on your screen to be part of leaving a legacy of grace today. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, um, being in church, you need to understand one thing, that everything about our church is based on this book. The Word of God. Everything. Don't ever sit under a ministry that does not respect God's Word. Now, most ministry will not tell you they don't respect God's Word because they, they want to keep you. They want to they hold you. They want you to be part of their, their mailing program, you know, uh, list and all that. So they will not tell you that. But listen to the way they talk about the Bible. Uh, if they don't use the Bible a lot, they don't refer to the Word of God a lot, it's not a ministry that's based on the Word. In the book of Leviticus, the Bible tells us God's people, Israel, God's ancient people were told to eat animals that chew the cut and have cloven foot like a cow. All right, it's healthy. God sanctioned uh, the eating of meat, but the animal has got to be one that chews the cut, grass, and then has cloven foot. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, of course, there are those who take that. Even today, they, they, they don't eat shrimp, they don't eat pork and all that. But, but I'm here to tell you, more importantly, what it is saying is this. The, the picture there is that you feed from ministries that chew the cut. Ministries that meditate on the Word. And then they rightly divide the Word in their walk. They must be a rightly dividing the cloven foot. Can I have a good Amen. You, you asked me a question, for example, Pastor Prince, what's the point of the book of Judges? Why did, why did God put Judges? You know, Gideon is here. I, I see Samson here. I see, uh, I see uh, all the exploits of Jephthah. I see all the exploits of, of uh, the great man Othniel. You know, and what, what, what was the point, Pastor, of this book here? Do you think that God gave us a book of history? No, friend. It is faithful history. It is accurate history. It is factual history, but it's actually pictorial prophecy. It is a 
prophecy of the day that we are in. If it's just history, you can just say, okay, this is what happened last time. It doesn't apply to me today. But you'll be amazed at how it is pictorial prophecy. The, the pictures that you read of the story of Gideon, Samson, there's application for you today. For your family, for your finances, for your life. For example, is there any reason why God talked about the captivity of uh, Babylon so much that uh, or, or, or rather is, uh, the Israelis were were captured by the Babylonians and, and taken away in exile. What's the point of that? Does that speak to us today? Yes, it does. It will teach us how to live in Babylonia. Because many a times we see ourselves surrounded by the system of the world. It tells us that during a time when God's people are supposed to be the head and not the tail, they find themselves as the tail. And, and, and those uh, uh, Gentiles are the people that's ruling all over the earth. Amen. Those Gentiles means uh, um, non-Jews. And the Jews are wondering, what's happening? The God promises in Deuteronomy 28, I'll make you the head and not the tail, and none, King Nebuchadnezzar, amen, the king of Babylon is dominating us. And God warned them this. God told them that if they, they worship idols, amen, they, they change gods instead of trusting God, and they stop sacrificing, amen, this is going to happen to them. And it happened to them. But is there a voice for us today? Yes, there is a voice that even though we are surrounded by the culture of the world that makes, that makes, a, that try to make those who say wrong is wrong, right is right as a criminal or portray us like we are not, not modern when actually this is as far back as, as uh, the times of Abraham. You know, sin is very old. It is not modern. In, in fact, uh, people try to make you think that you are narrow-minded, you are, you are this and you're that. And yet, you know, when it comes to this kind of hypocrisy, you know, we don't want a, 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 a just a new graduate to operate on our child. We want someone seasoned. You know, isn't that narrow-minded? No, we choose what narrow-mindedness we want. You know, if, if, uh, if that is the only medicine and no other medicine will avail, and I say that this is the only way, Amen? That's not narrow-minded. That's being smart. That's being wise. Can I have a good amen? Like the book of Esther. She literally, she and her uncle Mordecai live in Persia, ancient Persia, dominated by the culture. Everywhere she look around, there's nothing that would remind them of the temple in Jerusalem and all that. Yet, they live in victory. While the nation cannot rise to be the head, Esther rose to be the head. Mordecai rose to be the head. So there's a message here for all of us. That even though right now, the world is under subjugation, and, and the Bible tells us that the devil is ruling the world at this present time. And when I say that, I don't want to make you feel like, like you are at the mercy of the devil. No, no, no. We are in the world, but not of the world. Amen. Amen. All the work that's going on around the world, the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, you know what the world is like when Jesus comes to reign? The wolf and the lamb will lie down together. Little children will play at the adder or the snake's uh, 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 little uh, den, a uh, little uh, 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 hole, all right? And they'll not be hurt. There shall nothing hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain when Jesus rules on earth. There'll be no poverty no one dying before their time. In fact, there'll be natural people when Jesus comes back to reign. There'll still be natural people. But the Bible says to die 
at 100 years old is to die as an infant during the millennium. It, it, it is a rare thing. So um, we are looking forward for the coming of Christ. The world, the world will, will, will definitely listen. God is allowing the world to go on its own course. Man is killing one another, nation against nation, brother against brother, you know, all kinds of things. And Jesus warned us that these are the signs that will happen. Jesus talked about nation against nation is ethnic, in the Greek, ethnos against ethnos, ethnic, literally racial violence all over the world and all that. And we got to make sure that in, in our nation of Singapore, we thank God for our honest government, our good government, and the concern that they have is valid. That's what's happening around the world. You travel, you understand. Amen. And, and sometimes uh, uh, social media is not exactly a friend. All right? It's supposed to be a friend, but it's not a friend. Amen. It can cause a lot of strife and that kind of thing. So, but let me tell you this. The Bible is written to show you how to live victorious. How to live the winning life. Amen. And some people take offense at that. Some Christians take offense at me for saying that. They'll say that, well, well you're just telling, making people think that Christian life is a bit of roses. I didn't say a bit of roses. You try to say a bit of roses, not me. I say that Jesus wants us to live the overcoming life. Is that wrong? Amen. What Pray tell me what does Jesus mean when he say, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Why do you come, Jesus? That you might have life and have that life more abundantly. So I'm here to tell you, when Jesus says, I came that you might have life and life more abundant, there's no other place to find it. Can I have a good amen? And there, there are those who say, well, Jesus died so that we all become evangelists. We must preach the gospel to the lost. I agree. But what do you tell the lost? You tell the lost that they have to be safe so that they can win the lost. Okay, then the, the, the group. What do you tell these lost people? That they are safe, that they might win the lost. That's not the purpose of life. We want to save people. Yes, they are lost. That needs to be saved. Yes, the gospel needs to go out. Amen. But listen, God wants you to live life. The Bible actually did not say when the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will do witnessing. Did not say that. It says the Holy Spirit will come on you and you shall be witnesses. Your whole person, your whole life will be a witness. Amen. Amen. Sometimes what you are speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you are saying. And God wants you to be a testimony. God wants you to be a witness. Can I have a good amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then there's another thing that has come into the church, especially a church like ours, that people outside who know nothing about our church will say things like, that's a, that's a prosperity church, you know, because, because of social media and things like that, and they categorize everybody together. I agree that there are people that are, they preach nothing but money. I don't know why. All right? And I can hardly remember the last time I preached an entire message on money. What is close is that I preached an entire message on manna <laughs> from heaven. Money still, you know, I, I, I can't remember when was the last time, what year it was. What year it was that I preached on money, okay? I, I can hardly remember that. So I want, to, I want you to know something. Nonetheless, people will still accuse you. People will still point finger at you and say that this church is a prosperity church. All right, we you see the way we collect offering compared to many places, and it's not wrong. Those many places that collect offering is not wrong. They have a after the sermon a sermon net. Sometimes still another sermon before they collect offering. And ours is quite direct. You know, we we leave the Lord to touch your heart. You know, I I I know that it's useless to to you know to answer your critics. Because by doing that, you are lending credibility. You are giving weight to those people. 
So I'm not interested in convincing those people. All right? Judas will always be Judas. Jesus didn't try to change him. Are you listening, people? So some people are meant to oppose you. They are sent to oppose you. Woe to you if all men speak well of you. Can I have a good amen? What I'm concerned about is you. I'm concerned that you are intimidated into saying the word prosperity, into saying the word provision, into saying that God wants me to prosper. You are so scared of it that now you don't use that word anymore. You don't want to use the word that God, God will supply my needs because you don't want to be seen as a prosperity person. And that, in that way, that intimidation, that Sanballat and the Horonite and all the people in the book of Nehemiah tried to threaten the people of God by the spirit of intimidation and they succeeded for a while. The temple uh, stopped the, the building for the temple stopped and ceased because of the intimidation of the enemy. I fear that that has happened. I'm concerned that that has happened to many of God's people, that they back away and all that. And I see them struggling financially. Do not let anyone with PhDs and, and a graduate and a professor of theology and all that, don't let them be, don't be intimidated by all this. All the Bible teachers that we know, all right, with the exception of Paul uh, in the Bible, they were people uh, in the New Testament, they were people who were fishermen, tax collectors, amen, the Holy Spirit can speak to you. We are, we are not interested in, in, in just Bible knowledge. We're interested in that word that comes from that word within the word. That Rema word, when, when, when God sort of, you open the Bible, there's teaching, yes, but then God begins to speak to you. That's why I'm saying, you can study even, the, read the Old Testament and God speaks to you in your, situ, your situation today. There's a voice within this book. Look for it. Covered it. Amen. When you spend time reading the book, all of a sudden you get familiar with the, with the, uh, the words. Amen. Even a story about, about Samuel and, and Hannah. And all of a sudden God speaks to you today. And God is encouraging you today. God is speaking to you. Don't be discouraged. God is telling you. Even God is giving you little secrets of how to walk in, 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 in ways that even your colleagues and your people around you are worried and all that, but you are not because you just spend time in the book. So pour over the book, meditate on the Word of God, be like Joshua, memorize scriptures that speak to you, and then bring it up again like that cow, amen, with the three stomachs, amen, bring it up again, and then meditate on it, chew on it, and bring it back up again, amen, and then swallow it, then bring it up again throughout the entire day. Amen. When Jesus was in his hometown, in Nazareth, Jesus stood up to read. And they gave him the scroll, the prophet Isaiah. He knew where it was. Straight away, he goes to our English Bible, it's Isaiah 61. And he came to that portion and says, Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor. The very first thing is good news to the poor. Amen? Y'all decide what's good news to the poor. What will be good news to the poor? If you are poor, what will be good news? All right? This is the good news. You haven't paid your last bill. Is that good news? No, no. So I leave you, you know, it's so clear. All right, he preached the first thing. God has anointed me, Jesus said, to preach good news to the poor. Amen. And then he went on, go on to say to heal the broken heart, the opening of prison doors to those who are bound, and then to preach the favorable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book. And he says, today, to all of them looking at him, their eyes were fastened on him. He says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your years. They were, they were, they were offended. They realize that he's saying, today, this scripture that God has anointed me to set you free, to heal your broken heart, to open your prison doors, 
Today is not just a Bible reading. Today is going to be fulfilled. And they were offended. So as long as you teach it like the Bible, everybody is glad that they have extra Bible knowledge now when they go home. It's okay. But bring the Bible to where it is, and it becomes a problem. Many of them say, God is sovereign. God is powerful. God is omnipotent. Yeah, but the moment you start demonstrating that God heals the sick, God, oh, I gotta be careful. This is the devil. Something is wrong. They, they, as long as you keep it in the Bible, they are okay. But Jesus says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your years. And, Jesus, and then Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. Now, watch the illustration he, he, he uses. Every word that Jesus speaks is, 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 is uh, full of gravity, is full of significance, is, it's just truth that will set us free. So don't just bypass it real quick. What did Jesus tell them? An example from the Old Testament. All right? I tell you truly, many widows, many Widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months and there was a great famine throughout all the land. So obviously, people were poor because of famine. But to none of them, to none of them, to none of the many widows was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. So he's saying there were many widows where? Go back again. Many widows where? In Israel. But God sent Elijah, where? To Zarephath. Go back to Zarephath. In the region of Sidon. This is outside Israel. God did not send Elijah to the many widows in Israel. God sent Elijah to a widow that was suffering outside Israel. This place called Zarephath. This place in the area of uh, Sidon, northern Israel the coastal coast of northern Israel. Amen. And, 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 and Sidon is the place where uh, Alexander the Great conquered. You know, there's an island and all that. And, and, and he was here, Tyre and Sidon, where he came over to this area. And this is the place where Jesus says there was a, a woman who was a widow and Elijah was sent to her. Now, how many would agree that, sorry, this refers to what? If the, it's about poverty, provision, is that talking about prosperity or prosperity, uh, uh, provision? Am I right? Am I right? Talk to me, people. Is this talking about provision? Is it God's will to provide? Yes. Now, the next illustration, Jesus. And all this in the synagogue of Nazareth where he grew up. The next one is, and many lepers. Say many. Many lepers. Now, what is leprosy? What is leprosy? It's a disease. Right? It's a disease, right? So there were many people disease. Where? In Israel. In the time of Elisha, now it's Elisha, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, first of all, what kind of miracle is this? A miracle of healing. Would you say the first is provision? I'm being very nice. I'm using a nice word. Okay, let's try again. Would you say the first miracle, uh, example was prosperity? Okay, the second one, can we say health, healing, right? Uh, okay, let's try again, first one. The first one, is it wealth? Yes, yes. Because you know why? The barrel of meal did not run out. I will call that wealth. 
Even wealthy people, their bank account depletes. Her barrel of meal ran not out. It did not fail. The oil did not fail. The barrel of meal did not waste. It kept on, kept on, kept on, keeping on during the time, the year of famine, the three and a half years. I would say that's, that's wealth, wealth, isn't it? If a leper is cleansed, will the leper say, I have health? So, however you want to discuss with me and argue with me, I point you to Jesus. All right? Lord, I, can I blame it on you, Lord? Amen? So, go to the Bible and look at the examples Jesus used. Now, are the people happy to hear that? They say that, so you're saying that the Lord is anointing you and you're greater than Elijah, you are greater than Elisha, which means what happened to them can happen to us and you are here now and you are, you are our, our homeboy and we, we, we are so glad, Lord, we have you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to bring my, my, my cousin, uh, 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 Rebecca here. I'm going to bring my, my uncle. He's suffering from cancer. I'm going to bring this guy here. I'm going to bring everyone. This, this today, today this synagogue will be a, a giant hospital. Amen. Where the sick will come and get healed. Amen. That wasn't the reaction. The reaction to provision and healing is still the same. You know how they responded? Look at the response. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with joy. <laughs> What's the reaction? Rough. My goodness. You know why? You know why? Because they were Jews. Jesus was a Jew, but Jesus is saying, you know why these people received? Number one, I'll tell you why. It's God's love. God wants to get all the glory. God wants you to know it's nothing that you deserve. It's not based on law. It's not based on merit system. Provision, learn this, provision and healing comes by grace. Amen. And that's the message they cannot accept. They say, no, 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 no. Don't remind us of that. God has to heal us because of who we are. Our, our national background because we are the people. And Jesus himself is a Jew. But Jesus demonstrating His grace, people. It is not law. It's not, it's not who, you know, what you are in the flesh. It is who God is. It is not how, how faithful you are. It's how faithful God is. It's not how much you, you have kept the greatest commandment, how much you love God. It's how much God loves you. Can you understand, people? Amen. If you can understand that, you can receive provision. You can receive healing. Oh, they were angry. <laughs> oh, they were so angry. They were literally uh, 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 sniffing out uh, like a dragon, you know, smoke. <sighs> Look at their reaction. And they were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill. I've stood on the brow of the hill. Exactly. Like, it's, it's upward from the synagogue. You have to push him up like a slope all the way up to the city of Nazareth. And look down there. It's a sharp, jagged, uh, fall and right below, you know what's right below? It's not grass. Even the fall is so high already, below is all rocks and jagged rocks. They plan to kill him. I thought the Lord has something to say, but thou shalt not kill. Right? They, they're about to murder him and, and they, they might throw him down over the cliff. Look at this, it's so cool. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. He didn't run away. He went right to the center of them. No one can touch him. Why? I mean, he is the epitome of, uh, he epitomizes Psalms 91. 
Come on. Before the time, no one can touch him. And even at the time, he must lay down his life. Do you know it was he who dismissed his spirit? He didn't die gasping. <laughs> you know, like some movies do. Actually, he, he suffered, yes. But then the time came when he, to die, he would decide. When all is done, when Jesus knew, knowing that all these things are fulfilled, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Position himself. The Bible says he bowed his head. Then he dismissed his spirit. And that's why in our video we did that. He bowed his head and dismissed his spirit. It's not like a dead man. He dies, then his head bobbed down. Amen. Helpless. Not Jesus. He positioned himself and then he, he breathed out his spirit. That's power. He laid down his life. He says, I have power to lay down my life. I have power to take it up again. You're following a winner. Amen. You're finding the one that death has no hold over. He's on the other side. And he brought you to the other side as well. Amen. Can I have a good amen, people? Are you with me so far? Have you ever experienced disappointment, regret, or an unexpected loss? Let the Lord bring 120% restoration into your life today. Available for a limited time only, we want to send you Joseph's audio series, God's Plan for Your Restoration, to encourage you. Watch the Lord turn your situation of defeat into victory. Receive your copy for a gift of any amount in support of the ministry. Order today and you'll also receive a bonus sermon on God's promises of protection in these perilous times. And for a gift of $75 or more, we'll also send you Joseph's teaching series, Inherit God's Best, Don't Settle for Less. When you get this time-limited offer, know that your giving is directly helping us to make Joseph's programs and teaching resources freely available to those who need to hear it most. So thank you for being a part of bringing the gospel of grace to as many people as we possibly can. To get this resource, visit us at josephprince.org or call us toll-free at 877-901-4300. As you worship the Lord, God fights your battles. Worship in Greek is pros, kunio. Pros is to come close, kunio, kiss. When we worship God, we are coming close to God to kiss. I believe that there is a corporate anointing whenever we come together to worship the Lord as the body of Christ, even online. So if you are looking to be part of a community of grace believers, join us for service every Sunday. God bless you, and I'll see you online for church this weekend. Join our digital service every Sunday at gracerapponline.com. Next on Joseph Prince. In the book of Galatians, the reason why the Galatian Christians were experiencing all kinds of uh, uh, difficulty in their lives and they seem to see uh, evidences of the curse in their life is because Paul is telling them, look, you went back to the law. Sinful men must not think in any way they can keep the law. So they go to Jesus and they trust Jesus as their righteousness. What about holiness, Pastor? They trust Jesus as their sanctification, as their holiness. And Jesus will teach you. The new covenant brings people to the highest standard. It's a higher standard. The law says what? The law says, thou shalt not steal. The new covenant makes you a giver. Amen. Help us proclaim the life-changing gospel of grace far and wide. Join us as a Grace Legacy Builder. You can make a real difference in the lives of many today. Visit josephprince.org or call 877-901-4300 to find out more. 
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. program is brought to you by our Grace Legacy Builders. Thank you for helping us proclaim the gospel of grace around the world.